Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Bert. I'm the lead pastor at True North Community Church. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm going to have a little something to say to you at the end, but for now, let's dive in. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church this morning. My name is Tony, and I'm happy to be with you as we're jumping into another week. As you saw on our intro, it's a series that we're working on called You'll Be Glad You Did. Timeless advice for troubled times. And it's basically just an advice series. And if you're joining us for the first time, what we've been doing is we've been looking at this biblical concept called wisdom. Wisdom. And the way we're defining that is wisdom is a set of insights informed by the knowledge that life is connected, which means that what you do in this part of your life affects that part of your life and that part of your life, and you can't separate parts of your life. You just can't do it. And as you, as you look through the different angles and the different parts of what you do every single day, every part of your life touches every other part. So your personal life touches your social life, your social life touches your business life, and everything is connected. And in the end, the decisions that you have made in your past affect today, and the decisions that you make today are going to affect your future. Bottom line is that if you use wisdom, you can make the right decisions. And so far in this series, we've, we've gone through a couple of different topics, and by all means, if you want to get caught up, you can go online and follow up on the previous three message series. But we've covered the different topics, and this morning we're going to cover relationships. More so relationships within a marriage, but if you're not married, it's okay. Because maybe you're in a relationship and you're looking to take that to the next step, or maybe you're single and one day you want to be in a relationship. This is just relationship advice, and it doesn't really matter what stage of life that you're in. Now, that being said, I understand that most people don't like to get advice. I get it. I don't like to be told what to do either. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind advice if I'm asking for it. And I've asked for advice throughout my life. I ask people for advice on business and spiritual advice. But I don't want to get advice if I'm not asking for it, like parenting advice, right? You ever have somebody give you parenting advice? My philosophy on parenting is, you parent your kids, and I'll parent my kids. And that seems to always work. And I remember when my kids were young, I had three kids, six and under. And when you have kids that age, man, you go to a lot of parties. I mean, I spent probably once a week at Chuck E. Cheese, like just back and forth the parties. And when they're at that age, you end up inviting family and friends, and you really, it's just, just a big celebration. And I remember my younger brother, he used to always want to give me parenting advice. He would see my kids running around crazy like they do at a party, and he would say, you're going to let your kids act like that? Or he'd say, you're going to let your kids do that? And I think what bothered me the most was the fact that he didn't even have kids. <laughs> He's giving me advice, and he doesn't even have kids. And I, I think it was once I told him, look, just because you were a kid doesn't mean you know how to raise one that he finally stopped giving me his advice. And now I'm actually enjoying watching him go through the trials of raising his own kids. 
I'm also not a big fan on people telling me how to run my marriage, telling me how I should handle my relationship with my wife. And the reason why I bring all of that up is because if you're sitting here today looking to tune out and check your emails and saying, all right, here's another person who doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about me, doesn't know anything about my life, my significant other, and wants to start giving me relationship advice, I just want you to know I understand. But stick with me this morning because I believe that there is something everyone can learn in, the, in this message series. Because believe it or not, I don't really know a lot. People that know me know I don't like to read. I don't think I'm highly educated. I don't watch educational TV shows. But I happen to know a little something about relationships. Because come this April, my wife and I are celebrating 30 years of marriage. Yeah. So I got to be doing something right. If you're married more than 30 years, let me clap. Yeah, quite a few people. So you, like me, probably know that once you are married a certain period of time, people want to come up and ask you what the secret is, right? People are always asking me my advice. What's the secret to your long-lasting relationship? And if you're married a long time, you probably agree, I don't think there's any kind of secret. I really don't. But I'm going to share with you this morning what works for me, what works for me and my wife. Because we make it a point to go out at least twice a week. You got to go out twice a week. We go out for dinner. We go out for drinks, maybe even some dancing. And she goes on Tuesdays and I go on Thursdays. <laughs> and that's what works for us. But all kidding aside, I think what we're going to look at today, what we're going to look at this morning is an important piece of advice because it will help you create a more mutually satisfying relationship. It'll help you create mutual respect within your relationship. Now, the verses that we are going to touch on today, you have to, you have to kind of understand when these verses were written, okay? Because context is everything. Have you ever had somebody take something you say and take it out of context? Yeah, it's, it's probably happened more than once, right? Somebody says, well, you said this. And yeah, technically you said those words, but there was some more meaning or maybe a backstory that they didn't hear. So they presented what you said differently than what you intended. That's what it means to be quoted out of context. You follow? Okay. Anyway, the passages that we're going to look at this morning are found in the book of Ephesians. Now, if today's the first time you've ever walked into church and you don't know what that is, Ephesians is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul. He wrote it to the Christian people living in the city of Ephesus. And what you need to know is that in chapter 5, towards the end of this letter, Paul has two main thoughts. The first part of chapter 5, Paul's describing how to live the Christian life. And then the second part of chapter 5 is where Paul starts to give marital advice, specifically between a husband and a wife. And I have to say that these passages that we're going to look at, the first one is probably responsible for the success of a lot of relationships. But here's the ironic part of it. I don't think you're going to find, I know you're not going to find this Bible verse written on anyone's wall. 
You know how like you go to somebody's house and they'll have Bible verses, you know, maybe over the door or in the kitchen they have a Bible verse. This Bible verse you're not going to find in anyone's house. So let's dive in. Actually, before we dive in, if what we read this morning, if for whatever reason this offends you in any way, please, please feel free to shoot me an email at bert at truenorthchurch.net. Let's dive in. Here's what Paul writes. He says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. I don't think I could say that any clearer, right? Wives, submit to your husbands. Let's pray. (laughs) Now look, I'm starting with this verse because we can't talk about relationships unless we look at this verse. Because this is one of those controversial verses in the Bible. This is one of those verses that's always taken out of context. This is the verse that gives Paul, the Apostle Paul, a bad rap. This is what got him into the He-Man's Woman Haters Club. Guys, remember that? This is how Paul got in because of this verse. People read this verse and immediately throw up their hands and say, you know what? That's why I'm not a Christian. Christianity is about men being superior to women. But that couldn't be further from the truth. People gravitate to this verse, wives submit to your husbands, without getting the real context of what was going on. And we're going to look at that this morning. We're going to pick up what Paul said prior to that. Here is verse 21 and 22 together. Here's what Paul writes. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, Submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Now, gentlemen, before you get all excited and say, see, I told you I'm the boss. He's saying you have to submit to me. That's not what we're saying, actually. Relationships aren't built as dictatorships with one person being a boss over another. But we'll get to husbands in a second. Because the people that view this as men being superior to women or women being inferior to men have gotten this completely wrong. Completely wrong. First off, nowhere in the passage does it say anything about men and women. Right? You get that? Nowhere in this passage does it say women submit to men. It says wives submit to your own husbands. It doesn't even say wives submit to husbands. It said wives submit to your own husbands. This is Paul giving direction to married couples. It applies within the confines of a marriage. Because this is about a mutual submission. Paul starts out by saying, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This passage that introduces this concept of a mutual submission has been so misapplied for empowering men and disempowering women, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Because Christianity is the very opposite of that. Christianity is the very opposite of that. Now, we joked a little bit, but somebody might take offense to that. Wives submit to your husbands. They might take offense to that today. But in the first century, that would not have been offensive. If somebody read this letter and it said, wives submit to your own husbands, they would not be offended by reading that because in the first century, people believed the gods created men to rule and women to be subservient. And it's not till Jesus comes along that he creates the equality between men and women. 
He just doesn't get enough credit for it. Jesus is the one that, if you read stories in the Bible, treated women as equals to men. It's Jesus who comes along and says, we have one God, and you are to look at him as your father. And your wife, that's his daughter. And your husband, that's his son. And that changed everything. What was once one over the other became mutual. It became a mutual submission. But now let's jump to what Paul says to husbands, right? Because Paul could have easily said, wives, you submit to your husbands. Husbands, you submit to your wives. Could have said that. But he actually goes to another level. Paul tells husbands this. He says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. He says, husbands, you love your wives like Christ loved the church. And how did Jesus love the church? He protected it. He guarded it. And then he gave his life for it. He laid down his life for it. Jesus put the church first. So for husbands, you have to put the needs of your wife first. And if you're not married, if you're not in a relationship, if you're looking to get in a relationship, here's the key to relationships. You just put the needs of the other person first. In everything. Put the needs of the other person first in everything you do. And look, if you've grown up in the church and you've read Ephesians before, you know there's a lot more. Paul goes really deep into roles and family structure and children, and we don't have enough time to get into all of that today. That's probably a whole message series in itself or maybe a, a discussion to talk about in some sort of community group. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If you're a husband, and I don't know the dynamics of your family, but if you're a husband who feels like you're the head of your household, just keep in mind that's not a promotion. It's actually a demotion. Being the head of your household means your job now is to serve. You're at the bottom serving the needs of everyone else above you. Being the head of household means that now everyone else's needs comes before yours. And if you really want to lead in your marriage, then love your wife sacrificially. Show me a husband who can love his wife sacrificially, putting all of her needs first, putting all of her needs above his own, and I'll show you a wife that has no problem following the lead of her husband. No problem. Because relationships sometimes hit this speed bump because people are so consumed by what the role should be that they completely miss the point that relationships are built on a mutual trust, on a mutual respect, on a mutual submission between two people. What Paul is actually saying is you should treat him or treat her as if they are more important than you. And that shouldn't sound like some foreign concept because we've all done that before, right? Especially if you're married or in a relationship. You've done that before. Think back to when you were pursuing your significant other. 
You remember what you did? I hope you do. You treated that person like they were the most important person in the world. And why did you do that? Because they were the most important person in that season of your life. And what's, what's ironic is what Paul doesn't say is Paul doesn't say submit to one another out of reverence for one another. He could have said that. Submit to one another out of reverence for one another. That would be like the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Not terrible relationship advice. If, if more people probably did that in relationships, there'd be more successful relationships. But that would make this whole thing conditional. I'll put you first as long as I feel you're worthy of me putting you first. That's what that means. Jesus tells us that we are to love one another the way God, through Christ, loved us. So what Paul actually writes is, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Then he applies that to wives. He says, as unto the Lord. And then he applies it to husbands as Jesus did unto the church. But Paul's not done. Paul actually gives more relationship advice in Philippians. He writes a letter to Philippians, and here's what he says in that. He says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself not nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Paul says that we have to have the same mindset as Jesus did when it comes to our relationships. And if you want to know what Jesus' mindset was when it came to people, just follow his life. Look through the gospel and follow his life. And you know what you're going to find? He lived with humility. He forgave the unforgivable. He embraced the unembraceable. He loves people. Have you ever met someone or known someone who was pretty important and they knew it? Like somebody who everywhere they went, they would let people know how successful they were, how much money they had, how big their business was. And maybe they, they used their prominence to get into some exclusive place. That might work if you're trying to get into an exclusive restaurant on a Saturday night. But that doesn't work in relationships. Jesus never used his position to gain leverage over anybody. You catch that? Paul writes in here, Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Jesus didn't throw his weight around with people. He was humble. Sometimes in relationships, one person feels like maybe they're adding more value to the relationship than someone else. Maybe they have a better job. They make more money. Maybe they have a, a college degree and the other person doesn't. Maybe they come from a more successful family. Whatever it is, that doesn't work when it comes to relationships because relationships are supposed to be mutual. A mutual submission with mutual respect. You know, the Bible has this story around the Last Supper. And Jesus shows up 
at the Last Supper for his last meal. And when he gets there, he does something pretty incredible. He gets there and he takes a towel and he wraps it around his waist. And then he drops to his knees and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. And they were in shock. Like, that would be something slaves would do. That would be something a servant would do. And this story of Jesus, this reminder, this image of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples is a powerful example of humility and service. It shows that Jesus was willing to put the needs of other people above his own. Yeah, he was Lord, but he was there to serve. It's that mindset that we need to have when we go into relationships, that we're there to serve. You have to stop taking relationship advice from one another. Stop taking relationship advice from social media or from dating sites or from Dear Abby or whatever it is. You need to start taking relationship advice from Jesus because that's what it means to be a believer. That's what it means to be a Christian. If you call yourself a Christian, a follower of Jesus, it means to follow the things and the examples that Jesus did. Let me ask this question this morning. In your current relationship, past or present, in your marriage, when you entered that relationship, were you looking to serve or to be served? And I know you probably never thought of it that way. But when you got into your relationship, when you finally got with your significant other, were you looking to serve or to be served? Because when both people in a relationship are looking to serve each other, it becomes something wonderful. It becomes like a competition. Two people competing against each other to see who can do it better. You loan each other your strengths instead of reminding each other of your weaknesses. You don't treat the other person the way he or she should be treated. You treat them the way God treated you. And you never stop putting them first. You never stop remembering that their life is more important than yours. And when you mess up, because we're all going to mess up, you apologize quickly. Because ultimately, you're not only responsible to them, you're responsible to God. And trust me, I know it's not easy, right? 30 years of marriage, 8 years of dating, 38 years together, there's some bumps in the road. My wife and I have gone through some trials like everybody else. Who hasn't? But we've gone through them together. There's this thing that's out there that when you're a Christian, life is great. When you're a Christian, you have a perfect life. Perfect wealth, perfect health, perfect relationship. Everything is perfect. And I don't know where that came from because when you look at the life of Jesus, it's the exact opposite. You have to ask yourself this morning, are you willing to sacrifice your own needs to build a strong relationship? And if you are, and you're not sure maybe where to start, 
You could start with a couple of simple questions. Like, what can I do to help? Or, how can I make your life easier? Use today as an opportunity to ask those questions because you might be sitting next to someone who's pretty significant in your life who's never heard you say any of those questions. Or maybe they haven't heard you ask those questions in a very long time. Paul's advice will make your relationship better. It'll make you a better husband, a better wife, fiancé, boyfriend, girlfriend. And in the end, you'll have a stronger relationship. But best of all, you'll have a more mutually satisfying relationship. And as we say in this message series, you'll be glad you did. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for Paul's words. Lord, we ask that you would give us the wisdom this morning, the wisdom to know what to do with those words. Let us never forget that Jesus lived his life in humility. Jesus lived his life serving others. Let those attributes be the ones that we use to build strong, long-lasting relationships. And Father, I ask this morning that you would, you would build up more couples. You would bring more couples up to understand the power, the power of putting the needs of others first. Lord, this morning, fill each and every one of our hearts with love and let the love guide us into each and every relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks once again for taking the time to listen. It's an honor to have you with us. If you'd like to support our church financially and help us continue to put this content out there for free, that would be a really big deal to us. We're completely supported by the contributions of the people that come to our church. And if you'd like to help, you can do that online at truenorthchurch.net slash give or you can do it with a text message. Just text the word True North to 77977 on your cell phone and you'll get a prompt leading you through how to do that. Thanks again for dialing in. See you soon. Bye-bye.